0: Welcome to a special South by Southwest edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We are at the Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona, and we are with two incredible filmmakers: Ashley Eakin, the director and writer of Roommates, and Kelsey Johnson, one of the writers, uh, the another the other writer, <laughs> and one of the stars of Roommates. A beautiful, funny film about two college roommates navigating the first. 24 Hours of College and and while our our characters are are uh, having a conversation about living life with disabilities I think everything about this film is also so universal for anyone who is experiencing the opening days of any kind of social situation and something we always say on our podcast when we when we talk about hey why why are we you know we're Jews from you know, the Northeast and, but this film about, um, a, a Pakistani kid in London who likes Bruce Springsteen feels so like real to us. And, and it's the specificity and it's the details and it's the, and it's that personal touch that I think makes this so incredibly re- relatable, um, to anyone who has been in, in a, in a new social situation. So we can't wait to ask you lots of questions. We're going to, that's my, That's my opening bit. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, we're super excited to be here.
2: Great.
0: (laughs) Okay, Al. All right. Take it away.
2: So, in the very first, you know, few minutes of of the of the short, um, you know, language is obviously this hugely important important aspect of the film, and this idea of kind of identifying yourself, other people identifying you, language, the way you choose to define yourself, the way others. Um, wanted to find other other people so they can wrap their heads around a certain concept. So, can you talk just a little bit about you know how you use that strategy in the film, or you know the extent to which you feel like um, you know you, you took personally, you know you you pulled from personal experience to talk about that?
1: Yeah, um, you know I grew up for thirty years of my life with a lot of internalized ableism. Mm-hmm. I was raised on this ideology that don't worry, you're not disabled, you're good, which can skew your mind. My mom is an amazing person, raised me very well, but I think she was also scared of the word disability. And it really, I internalized that. And my whole life, I was like, didn't want to be friends with anyone in the disability community. was very like, that thing is over there because it's scary. But I've had 30 surgeries. I have a rare bone disease. I have a disability. So as I kind of came into my own and, and owning my voice and through working with other filmmakers I used to work for John Chu who did Crazy Rich Asians yeah. and so seeing what that did for representation made me realize that maybe the narrative around disability has always been skewed and so I I realized I wanted to start making films about disability yeah. and kind of addressing these things and being able to talk about it and and do it in a fun way and you know when when Kelsey and I met we've had a lot of these conversations about disability and and it's it's still something you can work through today you know some days I'm feeling good about about it, some days I'm not, you know, and it's it's the complexity of being human and um, that's what we wanted to address in it.
3: Yeah, agreed. I have a um, more real time experience of struggling with the word disability and just, you know, my identity. And I think working with Ashley, this was the first time that I was able to proudly say like I'm disabled because there's nothing wrong with that. It's a connotation around the word Um, and it's a societal norm and norm with air quotes. just a societal construct that does not define me or my body and I think uh, there's just so much power in seeing people that look like you on screens and that's what really made this project uh, just an easy yes and an easy like of course I want to do this with you Ash so yeah and I love
2: how you're oh I'm sorry go ahead and I
1: think like meeting other people in the disability community that's been like the answer for me it's like finding people and you're like you're really cool you're dope like you have a disability and you're amazing it's not in spite of or any of that stuff and like Kelsey and I instantly after connecting we're like oh my god we feel like we've lived these same experiences growing up like our disabilities are really complex and not easily labeled or defined like it's you know and so many of these like nuances were relatable between each other and that makes you proud to be disabled you're like I, I stand with this person because you like love that person, you know, and and then it makes you have self-love for yourself. It's kind of this interesting it's process. Yeah. It,
0: it's really beautiful. and and I think that that love and that self-love is such a an amazing moment that hits you from the moment you see Sophie dancing in her room, which is just <laughs> she's she's so there's so much radiant, beautiful energy. She's so in that, in, in that, That's I love music. I'm grooving along with her. And it immediately took me to, I don't know if you're familiar with um, uh, Judith Heumann. Uh, she mm-hmm. is, so I worked at the State Department for a really long time before this job and, and had a chance to work on a number of events with Judith Human and uh, Judy, as we called her at the State Department, um, she, one of the things that she talked about, and I remember the first time I ever heard this, it was in my 30s maybe, and she talked about, very, she, we were bringing her into the studio to do something, and she talked about, she says, yeah, and you know, I, I wanted to have sexual experiences. And I wanted people to view me as a sexual being. And that was a, a, a paradigm shift. I didn't know I had a, a bias, but definitely that was a moment. And I, I love the way, um, from the opening moment, your characters are presented as as sexual and and... Uh, Beings who are I think very confident in their beauty and it it just immediately. I said, ah, this is what Judy was talking about This is so cool. And uh, I'd love to know a little bit about how you Decided to present that and and the complexity of doing that
1: Yeah, I mean I think sex and disability is something that is not explored very often and especially even with my own life I Was a sexual being, and I was very embarrassed to talk about it because I was like, Are people gonna see me as gross or weird? Or, Oh, what does that look like when someone has sex or sexual experiences with someone else who has a disability? And I like infusing that into film because the more you normalize it and you say, It's not weird, it's not gross, it's like, It's normal. I have a husband, and like, we have a very great sex life that is like you know very average it's not weird it's not fetishized it's not you know what it can be because there is that side to disability where people do go that direction and it can be harmful and it is gross when it gets that way but showing that these experiences can exist just normalizes it more so someone doesn't feel if they are attracted to someone with a disability and they don't have a disability they know it's okay it's not a strange thing to feel that way so i like presenting these characters so people know you know and like the most common question that so many wheelchair users get is can you have sex and it's like why would that you know make it so they couldn't have sex and 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 that's just a misconception so i like Breaking down those barriers, and with the girls, I we had a lot of discussions, and like Mm -hmm. made sure they're comfortable with certain elements, and you know we talked a little bit about personal experiences, and most of it's drawing off my experiences.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's so interesting, though the way the way you talked about that, the idea that someone would would have the audacity to kind of ask you that question, it reminds me of the way that like when we kind of take people out of their bodies. I'm thinking of the experience of, of. Being pregnant, right, and you suddenly become like you're not your body anymore. You're just this vessel, and people are like, "Hi, can I touch you?" And you're like, "No, this is (laughs) what makes you think." How many stomachs
0: are you going around touching on a regular basis?
2: Like people think that they have a right to uh, ask questions or or have access to a body that you wouldn't think about in other
3: circumstances, and that's like when you, yeah, it's just mind blowing. Yeah, Yeah. that can be really frustrating. It's I think a big part of I think uh, some of the things we talk about at the beginning of like what happened to you or like tell me your story and kind of the access that people feel on a regular basis to kind of ask that question is, uh, it's kind of mind blowing.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of different thoughts about it in the disability community where some people would be like, ask me, I want to be asked. But like, I come from this place of like, sometimes when I go to the grocery store to buy milk, especially after like a breakup, I'm feeling really shitty, and some kid is like staring at me. I don't want the mom to be like, "Tell us your story about why you exist in the world." You know, you're like, I don't. (laughs) Just trying to buy milk here. I'm like, can you go away? Like, I'm gonna punch you. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: that's you're not punching kids in supermarkets. That is not part of the message of the film.
1: And like, you want to be open and help kids. I mean, young kids. I'm so passionate about getting representation in that space. Like. I love books that have disability representation. We have a niece, she's non-disabled, has no connection, and I bought her a book with a disability and a kid in there and like she one of the things she said to us was, "Wow, like I really wish I was different." Wow. And you're like, "Whoa, that is amazing. My whole life I didn't want to be different." And this kid cuz she sees it in a story that she can connect to. Yeah. And it's like that's that's like what I love,
0: you that, know. That, that that's amazing. I think this moment that you talked about with the with the child in the store, and I know you're talking about the in, internal monologue of what you were doing, but the the impression I get from the the dialogue as and and the way the acting is done between Izzy and Sophie, but also just in the way you're telling us this is that um, uh, giving people grace when they are well intentioned, even if they're blowing it, which I hope you're giving us grace if we're blowing anything <laughs> here. Um, uh, seems to be an important thing. I have a, I have a mentor in a totally different space, um, this fellow, AJ, who talks a lot about that. He talks a lot about giving people grace. Um, what, what do you think of that?
1: Absolutely. Like, I, no one is going to listen to you if you just berate someone and tell them they're a bad person. Like, even if you say, hey, you shouldn't say that, you should say this, sometimes people are like, you're saying I'm a bad person, and they get defensive. So it's, you have to approach it with grace, and you have to, like really try and see people's perspective but you kind of have to give them a barrier to say i'm giving you this but then you have to do better Mm -hmm. you know and that's like some people don't want to do better they say it's an inconvenience or it's a you know and, and that's where you're like okay we have to take a stance and like speak out about certain things and i think for so long the disability community just let stuff happen to them and you internalize it and it's like i've probably been told i have a pretty face like a 100 times in my life and like you would never say that to someone unless you thought something negative about their body
0: That's usually I mean <laughs> just like just growing up That is usually the kind of that is usually the kind of thing that you hear that is like a back compliment Yeah, like I'm just thinking of all the context where I've heard that in in my life Especially being like a guy and around guys like who are the worst uh, um, uh, I, I I totally see I totally see yeah. what you're saying there yeah. um Uh, Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I went, I was like, so into your answer there that I'm like, what? what's happening? Are we okay on time? I haven't like, okay, good. I want to make sure we don't blow your, blow your time. Um, Al, I know you have, I know. So Ali works in the, um, has been working for many years in the higher education space. Um, And uh, I I don't know how much more you want.
2: Yeah. So I, well, it's just for context. I work in campus sexual violence prevention and response and I come, I don't Come to the higher education space um, naturally, like that. That's my work, as I got dropped into that space. And one thing that, as kind of a visitor to that world, because I'm just there to talk about sexual violence prevention and response, is like I hear a lot of the conversations about college students today, right? There's a lot of talk about like how amazing they are and the, the activism and the like not taking any shit from anybody. It's amazing. And then I hear the other side of the stuff, which is like, more tragic around mental health and, and maybe some not-so-great stereotypes around, you know, um, their work ethic or whatever it may be. But I feel like it's very extreme. Mm-hmm. And what struck me about your film is, like, kind of to, like, what I was saying earlier, it was such a universal moment of, like, this is just the story of two kids, not kids, two young people, starting college and, like, navigating that maze of social networks and and identities and just like, where do I fit in this universe? Mm-hmm. And everybody's I think can, or you know, everyone who's, who's walked onto a college campus for, the, for their first time can relate to that. So like, I don't know if, if you wanted to speak at all about, you know, to the extent that that felt personal to you and you kind of were drilling in on the specific experience but also panning out to be like, yep, this is a universal experience that lots of people can relate to.
3: Yeah, I think as we were writing it, we both drew from our like very specific experiences. But what I love about it is like how, like you just said, it's so universal, it can be applied across the board, and you know whether it's the awkwardness or the like trying to be comfortable. And I think the power is that we. Uh, me and Kiera have differently abled or disabled bodies but it's experiences and conversations and those me too I have the same type of experience moments that makes it so like impactful and I think that's kind of what the goal was is like this is a normal college first day you walk into the dorm what the hell is going on yeah. um, with people that might look different um, and I think that's just really cool.
1: Yeah, that's what we really drew off of is that just feeling of uncomfortable with who you are. And that's such a universal experience in college, especially like I went to San Diego State from Nebraska. I didn't know anyone. And I walked in and my roommate and we were like, hi, they put the two Ashleys on the floor together. On our whole floor, Ashley. We're in the, and I was little Ashley, and she was big Ashley, and I'm like, I don't know which one is better. Than
2: I. <laughs> <laughs> also, See, yeah. I just got put as the uh, the token Jewish uh, person on the floor, and lots of people walk in and be like, "Whoa, what's it like to be a Jew?" And I was like, "Wow, we're gonna have to have some <laughs> conversations about. This is gonna take a couple months. Okay, we'll yeah. get there. So, yeah. But yeah. it's but it's about kind of navigating. Identity. identity in the space yeah yes. and and growing and and
1: maybe seeing yourself in a new light or meeting people that open your mind you know and that's uh that's what we loved just like you know kira uh sophia opens up izzy's eyes to some things you know that maybe she never heard of before yeah
0: i also think that's a great message about friendship mm-hmm. uh you know friendship is you definitely want people who are there for you and have your back and and I mean, the hangover moment in the in the film <laughs> is so funny. When, when when you all wake up is amazing. Um, uh, it's so great, um, but also that friends can friends friends that are real friends that are gonna go deep for a long time, or friends that can be vulnerable with each other and that will challenge each other. But the the part about the challenging is not just I think. Challenging. It's also by being accepting, and I thought they did a beautiful job learning from each other. And if so, when we show that when we show our daughters the film, um, let's see, are they old enough to see? Probably not old enough to see. There's well,
1: some f bombs in there. Oh, but no that. Th- no,
0: that that that's. Okay. A, I mean, I, I mean, we can, when we show the film, this is as you know, among the many things we're going to talk about, we're going to model good friendship. This is how you should be friends with someone. This is how you should explain yourself to someone. And I think you did such a beautiful job at um, conveying.
2: And navigating conflict, right? I mean, there's conflict from the earliest moments. And I I loved, I loved your moment where you're like, should we, should we just get drunk? Like, should we, (laughs) let's just take it down. Let's take it all down a notch and like, let's relate to each other. And, and it was a beautiful, a beautiful moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, We love that. I mean, I think in my college experience, my best friend, who's still my best friend, I didn't like her when I first met her. She was late to a frat party wearing these like little white heels. And I was like, who's this girl? And then we went to the party and we're best friends. And like, that is friendship, is like seeing someone from a different spectrum and, and coming together. And yeah, we wanted to like infuse
0: that.
2: I also thought my best friend was the worst for the first 14 <laughs> years of our life. We grew up knowing each other. and I 14 like, years? Oh my gosh. I mean,
0: usually how long it took me to get Alley to date me.
2: <laughs> She's very snobby and around 14, Clicked and best friends ever since. It's funny yeah, how you're, you know yeah. You're, yeah. you grow together.
0: I love that you talk about your best friends because we do want to play with you some signature Friday night movie games. So that's a big part of our house is is, uh, is having opinions and just justifying them on the spot. Because yes, there's <laughs> lots of. You know, we've talked a lot about being thoughtful and accepting, and sometimes it's just fun to have an opinion. Okay. So the <laughs> signature Friday Night Movie game is called Buy, Rent, Meh. And uh, it, 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 um, it, it's like a nicer version of a grosser version of the same game, but it's our rating system for things in the, it, so films and, and movies and things that we like. Buy is our favorite, and which of course roommates is. Uh, rent is the, is, is it's not bad, it's just I'm renting it. And meh can be whatever you mean. In terms of a meh. It doesn't need to be negative. It can be indifferent. It can be confused. It can be... I don't know enough about that. Yeah. So there's no... It's not one, two, three per se. But... So we're going to play by rent, meh with your ideal roommates. Okay? Mm-hmm. So um, who would you rather... Or what is your... You know, which would you buy, rent or meh? So you can assign a value to each... You can only assign one value to each one. If you're following the rules, which you, you don't have you, to. You don't have to. You can cheat.
2: His sister breaks the rules all the time. That's her favorite way to play the game.
0: Uh, your best friend or BFF. I, what does the extra F stand for? Forever. Oh.
2: Wow. <laughs> okay. Come on, get with the girl, Leo.
0: B, your BFF, a stranger, or a sibling?
2: Buy, rent, or meh. Each,
0: each one of those. So, like... Like, mine would definitely be my BFF because I roomed with my, my high school, unlike Allie, my high school best friend and I became friends, like, within a couple months of meeting each other. We roomed together in college. We traveled together. Uh, I am often referred to as the first wife by his wife. <laughs> and so... Um,
2: so you'd buy, you'd buy Josh.
0: I'd buy Josh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So you're yeah. And then I'd I
0: rent think- one of my sisters. And then you're a stranger. You're okay. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean, I think there's different scenarios for all of them. So I, a lot of my best friends were Craigslist roommates that I found. Wow. wow. This, this is two a whole were in other my episode. wedding. That's
0: amazing. <gasps> yeah. That is talk about so shedding like, your bias. <laughs> <laughs> the bias. I mean, the just the fact that they didn't murder you is amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. There have been some roommates.
0: Oh, okay. So, so, so
1: the stranger one could go either. Wow. way. Uh, okay. My sister love her to death, and we have been roommates, and we almost killed each other. That's okay. We're best friends, but, like, we, I just, like, we're good. I think, like, rent. We could sure. be roommates for periods, but we're better in two separate places.
0: That's great. I'm, um, we're going
1: to need to
2: have a whole other episode about that Craigslist
3: <laughs> experience.
0: That is amazing.
3: Uh, I think I'd have to say by sibling, just because, like, the home feeling of, like, my brother and I are really close. He's a couple years younger than me, and I think I... We would coexist. Well, we have coexisted well so far. <laughs> um, Rents, uh, stranger, because uh, I've had good and bad experiences with like random roommate situations. Yeah. best friend. it it doesn't always go well. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather a stranger turn into a best friend than a best friend turn into yes. a you yeah. and lose that over, like, a living situation. Well said. Well yeah, said. it can
1: go really wrong sometimes when you live with your best
0: friend. Josh and I did have a period where we were at war with each other over who had to clean what. I mean, basically, it was a war of attrition. We did not take <laughs> our recycling out for two and a half years. We had pictures. Um, but at one point...
3: Mold. i got i got
0: I got upset that he was he was doing something he was like leaving his like onion dip in the living room and it was turning yellow and yeah. so I hid leftover fried chicken in his bed. There was like a big oh. war, but that was like you know i mean we we roomed together for many years after that.
1: I saw an amazing show by his name is Myron Kirsten he's actually. An Oscar-nominated editor right now. Amazing. He did did Crazy Rich Asians and TikTok or (gasps) Tick-Tick Boom. Wow. Wow. And he directed like in film school, and he did this amazing short about roommates. And it's like each one is complaining about the other, and they're both doing really annoying things, but they think it's like the other person. It's like describes roommates to a T. So I don't know if it's available online,
0: but. Alright, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay, so one more Byron, man. This is pretty... This will be quick. This is... You have a great party scene in this film. And I love that... <laughs> I love that we got to see it in the credits because we're... You know, we see like a glimpse during the main part of the film. What? No! need didn't know what happened! So... And this comes directly from my sisters, Becky and Lily. They would like to know which party scene you prefer in college. The dorm, the frat party or just like going out and like a bar party. I don't know if your colleges had that, but we lived in Canada, so everything happened in bars. (laughs) Or or like the bar party. Which, Which one of those would be your favorite scene?
1: I think a frat party. Oh wow. I, I went to a lot of frat parties. I think <laughs> they anything can happen at a frat party. Oh, yes, we're working no. on the feature version and there's like we're we're there's this scene where someone dives off a balcony down to the like that can happen at a frat party. You know, a dorm room it's like contained. I like like the vulnerability, but Party. But
2: you can never unsmell the smell oh, of the, the day after yeah. a fraternity party. It's yeah. it's forever in your nostrils. The
1: filmmaker opening night party smell a little. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
0: the filmmaker opening night party was a lot more like the. I don't want to be. Uh, no one from South by Southwest listening to this. It was, we. Allie turns to me. and She goes, Why does this feel like we're at like a just like a, like a not great bar mitzvah right now. <laughs> <laughs> like super long drink line, a lot of guys from your Jewish summer camp, even though we don't know them. Yeah, like felt that's like yeah.
3: the slightest amount of beer sticking to my shoes on the floor. Uh, I yes. was like, this is so Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> but, but then we ran into some lovely people yeah. um, uh, um, uh, who uh, and and hung out with them, and it was cool. So yeah,
1: awesome. we met some cool filmmakers around the yeah. world, like Poland, oh. New Zealand. Like we wow. sat down at yeah. a table, it awesome. and it was just awesome.
0: Yeah. So or we we gotta uh, uh, we're, we're like almost there. Um, you just like hinted at a feature version
1: yeah that we wanna, would be amazing yeah we paul Feig's company really wants to expand it into yes. the future so we're going to try and pitch that out probably after the festival we're still kind of working on what that's going to be and what it's going to look like we've played between like tv movie but amazing i think we want to go like in the book smart super bad like yeah kind of push the limits on it and make it ridiculous and I love that.
0: Those are great, great films. And we actually on our show have covered we are obsessed with the sort of teen college or high school comedy. Yeah. yeah. And so we're already signed up to watch it and cheer for it. So awesome. that that's amazing. We're excited. All right, before we get you out of here, we wanna make sure we always like to get recommendations from our from our guests and Take for a fact that we're recommending Roommates. So you don't have to plug it, it's amazing. <laughs> as soon as it's available to the to the rest of the world, this must be seen. And when it becomes a feature, definitely see it. So what things are either you watching or you've been checking out the festival or just a friend that you're into or a thing you have coming up that you would love to shout out to our audience?
1: I saw a film last night called Your Friend Memphis. Oh. Which is disability representation as a docu. Um, feature really good just like raw honest like sometimes some hard moments but really done with like an authentic um, perspective and they've worked on it for seven years it's about a guy who has cerebral palsy and just his experience he actually was a volunteer at South by Southwest you at one point but it was great and I was really worried it was gonna be like inspiration like oh I'm gonna be like cringy you know but it was it was really good and like moving that's
0: awesome. Yep. That's Great. really cool.
3: I've been kind of, like, reflecting on filming our short and, like, where I was at this time last year. I've been re-watching Ginny and Georgia, which is just this Netflix show that's really good, and it just reminds me a lot about our character dynamics. I um, was doing that the other day while polishing my nails. Would recommend. It's good. That's Great. awesome. Art, right.
0: We've got to check that out. Thank you so much, Ashley yeah. Eakin, Kelsey Johnson. Where can people follow you?
3: Uh, I am at
1: Ash Eakin, E-A-K-I-N, on all the platforms.
3: I am at Kelsey J, K-E-L-S-E-E-E, three E's, Y-J.
0: Nice. On Instagram. Cool. Awesome. And for our listeners, you can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. Huge thank you to the University of Arizona for hosting us here at the beautiful, sunny Wonder House. Huge thank you to my co-host, Allie, who has just been amazing to do this show with over the last um, <laughs> over the last few days. And, like, being married to for almost... Our anniversary really soon. Uh, uh, um, uh, working,
2: working couples, partners, uh, all yeah. the Th-
0: Thank you uh, so much, Ashley and Kelsey, for being a part of our show and for joining the Friday Night Movie family. We wish you amazing luck, and we'll be cheering for you. Thanks.